welcome Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. I'm Autumn. And I'm Brittany. And on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours, we have a very special guest. We have Devin and Donovan from Honey Revenge. Welcome! Hi! How are you? So good. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah. Yes! Thank, thank you, you for being here. Yeah, thank you for putting us in your busy schedule for at least an hour to steal some of your time. We're so excited to have you guys on the oh, show. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. So first and foremost, uh, congratulations on all your success. You guys are killing it right now freaking killing it like (laughs) we've been following you guys since we started the podcast back in January seeing like where you guys have been since then and oh my goodness from miss me to distracted like (laughs) y'all what and then not only that but you released distracted and then all the success you had from that in literally 24 hours nuts that was crazy <laughs> crazy um so the way that we normally love to start our interviews and everything is to let you guys kind of introduce yourselves to our listeners um just kind of give us a quick rundown I know you guys have gone over on TikTok many a times and talked about your stories about how you met how Donovan moved out there and all of that other stuff like that's a everybody knows that story but just kind of give us a brief overview of who Honey Revenge is yeah, not everyone will know everything. So I always feel good True. to just tell everyone everything in case <laughs> they missed it. Because it'll be, honestly, it's one of those things where we'll make a video about something and two days later, someone will comment the same question. And I'm like, I post on there so much that it's not completely a shock that people miss things because there's so much of it. Hello. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm Devin, Devin Popadol. I sing and I write the words in Honey Revenge. I'm Donovan. I play the guitar in Honey Revenge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope so. Perfect. Um, so talk to us about, again, so you guys are a pair. So it's just two of you that makes up Honey a Revenge. Duo, baby. So talk to us about how that dynamic works with being just two of you, but having this full orchestration of all this amazing stuff. Like, how do you guys do that? Do you divide and conquer or is it how talk to us about that magic? If we can know that secret. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you want or if I should Uh, go for it and I'll piggyback. Okay. I hope I can carry you. (laughs) Get it. Get it. Cause piggyback. Um, (laughs) It's funny. Um, As bad as I am. I'm worse. (laughs) Let's oh, get ready. But, oh um, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't play any instruments and I tried to pick a few things up. I'm left-handed at guitar, so it was always kind of a struggle because a lot of teachers teach right-handed. And I kind of had to learn to be independent from instruments if I wanted to like get a song going for someone to get the full picture. So I spent a lot of time growing up recording a cappella voice memos and like getting good timing and figuring out how to section things out so they felt like separate parts of a song and like transitions and such so typically how it works is I come up with a melody I record an acapella horrible voice memo just to get like the sections across I'll like take a picture of the lyrics in their sections and I'll send it to Donnie and they will kind of put together like a rough demo 
they're getting better in a DAW. We're learning. We're growing so much better than me. I can't even imagine. And once that's done, sometimes I just track it on my phone still. And sometimes we get the interface and I track a rough scratch vocal. And then we take it to a producer, usually our friend KJ, Josh Strock, KJ Strock. He's an awesome writer. So he helps us really make it a song and not just like sections glued together, barely hanging on. He sure. makes it like a full idea. And then we either like distracted and miss me and ride all three of them. We did just in his home studio, but with the releases going forward, hopefully it'll be like done with a real full fledged producer. Sometimes you get stuff though, going on your own. <laughs> and then I, I do stuff over you. Yeah, word. If it's not like a voice memo, sometimes I'll just be like jamming in my room one day. I'm like, huh, that sounds kind of fun. So I'll just <laughs> record that and I'll just keep jamming on it. I'll put down some drums, program some bass and just like have an idea of what I want a song to be. We'll work on it some more and then we'll bring it to someone else that can bring it to its highest potential. Yeah, I... uh gonna say i have no idea the song we're working on right now that i'm really really excited about i've been like over listening to the demo because i'm so stoked on it that was one where you had something on your own and i kind of just wrote a train of thought sequence of lyrics as i was feeling them and it's very like you'll listen to it and you're like oh this just sounds like she was writing this down as she was thinking it like it's very how i'm feeling in the moment as quickly as possible and so sometimes it goes that way sometimes it's more thought out now, is that kind of the, Devin, is that kind of the approach that you take when you're doing your lyrics and stuff like that? Because I know between Miss Me is about, from what you've mentioned before, is about the friends that want to hang out with you, but then don't hang out with you. And it's complete bullshit when they give you all the excuses about it, pun intended. And then you've got Distracted, which was about an ex-boyfriend, correct? Mm-hmm. So do you bring more of that personal aspect into a lot of your lyrics and stuff like that, or just more like a relevant type of thing for Absolutely. listeners? It's a personal thing. I wish I could make it less personal. I feel like a lot of what I'm feeling is very relevant to people that have experienced what I've experienced. Like no one experience is unique necessarily. Like, you know, there's circumstances, but everyone's kind of been everywhere. The world is so big and there's so many of us and life is so long and so short. So I definitely like write as a way to get out what I'm feeling. Like a lot of the time, something will feel so incredibly painful and horrible as it's happening. And I got to capture that, you know, to really grasp how I was feeling. And then I look back and I'm like, it was not that bad. I was being so dramatic. You know what I mean? And like a lot of my lyrics are me acknowledging my being melodramatic in a lot of ways. And some of them are me admitting that like, it was as bad or it was worse than I thought it was. Like, I feel like that's distracted for sure. For me is like, I was in a relationship with someone who I just didn't realize how bad it was. Cause I had no comparison. And once I got out, it was like, Oh, that was really bad. Good on me for getting out of that. You know what I mean? Good on me for cutting those ties kind of pat in the back moment. But yeah, it's super personal for me. Um, like Donovan sent me a track where, the instrumental was just an instrumental, but you had a title and I tried to work the title into the lyrics Mm -hmm. so that it would still be tied to what Donovan came up with. Like it's, it ebbs and flows, it changes, but there's some things that stay consistent throughout. And that is definitely that it is personal. 
Now talking, talking about distracted, because that's kind of, that's, that's your, your hot ticket thing that's out right now. Everybody's talking about distracted. It's the song on everybody's playlist. It's the song that everybody's been talking about. Um, that music video that you did was actually done by Patrick Gilchrist that yeah. we were just talking about. Yes, it was. And his other bandmate from Not My Weekend was yeah. featured in it. Nick. Is it Nick? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So talk to us about, so we, we talked about this with Patrick as well. And I want to talk about with you guys, how very connected that all of you are currently in this music scene. So like Arrows in Action, you guys know Arrows in Action or the home team and Patrick and all of these other bands, how intertwined all of you are is insane just by connection wise. So how, how did all that come about? Well, it started with me and Pat. We'd been friends on Twitter for such a long time. For one, I'm chronically on the internet. Like I've been so on the internet for so long, probably not necessarily a good thing, but it's just how it is. So I have a lot of people that I've been friends with on the internet for years and years and years and never met, or I'm only just starting to meet. And Pat and I were an example of that. We were friends on Twitter for a really long time. And he moved here with his guitarist, Nick, and his girlfriend, Michaela, and their friend, Sam. And it's only like 20 minutes from my apartment. And so we just started hanging out in the quarantine when it was still kind of weird to be going out to parties. Like it still wasn't super safe, but we were all vaxxed and we were all bored. And so I would go over there and play with their dog. And it was still like before Honey Revenge was really fully in the world. Like the project was in the works and Donovan and I were writing, but like the name was not established. We didn't have anything out. And I think he just really, Pat was a part of us developing these songs. He's like, People will run into us and ask if he's in Honey Revenge just because he's in all of our content. Like we say he's the bonus member. I could see it. I could see it. Mm. He's really good at air guitar and drums. I've seen him go hard. But um, so yeah, I think he's just watched a lot of these ideas take place and a lot of these things I've been writing about take place. He's been there for these last handful of years that we've been friends. It's almost been two years that he's been out here. And so you know, he's just a, you guys know, you've talked to him. He's just a genuinely good person and creative human. And I'm also very creative. And so we like spitball ideas, the single artwork by K Dargs, I think we didn't realize was going to be such an influence on the video because we got the imagery, like the final picture, like two days before we shot it. But Patrick immediately saw it and was like, well, I have to incorporate this somehow. And like, so we last minute decided to put Nick in glasses because it would look like the artwork. Like this all happened in the last two days. This was not in the treatment for the video. And he was like, I'm going to try and edit it so that it looks like the artwork made its way into like, it all happened very last minute, but it worked so well. Um, and I'm really excited with how the video came out. I did not have as much plan for it until it like came time to actually shoot it. And I was like, all the ideas kind of started coming out. Me and Pat just sat down, talked it out. Um, and it was way less of like a performance video, like Miss Me was very much about the performance, whereas this was more about the storyline, which I love music videos because they tell the story, I think, in a way that you can't always get from the song. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought, because I just think it's funny because it's like we, I discovered you guys before I discovered Patrick. No way. Ultimately, yeah. So I discovered you guys via TikTok and then it was, <laughs> I discovered Patrick as Patrick. And he was doing like a parody in regards to the music scene, how he does on his own personal TikTok. Yes. And then I saw him on Not My Weekend and I thought Not My Weekend was a joke. 
Like I thought it was like a, like a band that he had just made up in relation to his parodies that he was doing. And then I realized it was just like, it's, it's actually his band. And I told him this and I was like, that's kind of embarrassing now that I say it, but the way that TikTok <laughs> made it. And he was like, no, that's hysterical. Like <laughs> that's hysterical. If anyone going to have a sense of humor about themselves, it's going to be Patrick or myself. Mm. Oh yeah. Well then it's like, then like all the connection happened because then you, all of you are so simultaneously in each other's videos all of the time. So I was like, wait a minute, now we're making all these connections of everything because he's had a great, uh, great success with TikTok and social media. And you guys have had outstanding success with social media and everything. So talking about social media, you guys are very, I kind of compare you guys to Arrows in Action as far as success is concerned, because they are also killing it because of the social media game. And you guys are doing the same thing as well. So Thank you. yeah, they're, they're really killing it. Like they I, more so than us, I think, but thank so you. I followed them personally before they got all this major success with uncomfortably numb and everything. So watching them over the past almost year has been insane, but then watching you guys over the past six months, you guys have kind of the same trajectory as far as your success is concerned. So talk to me yeah. about conversationally I love asking these questions especially because again we found you guys on TikTok talk to us about this whole idea between social media and music because you guys are one of the ones that are on the forefront of this how like is it a good thing is it a bad thing like what are your thoughts on this I'm gonna let Donnie take this one to start I feel like social media and music is both a really awesome thing and also kind of a really terrible thing you know, like it's really cool because now I'm finding so many new artists every day because there's just so much music coming out. It's all in my hand. I can see it. I know that's what I want. Boom, it's done. But at the same time, it's almost creating like another job for musicians to have to do now, especially like on the TikTok grind, having been watching it <laughs> for a while oh, now. Yes. <laughs> it is intense. And it's super cool that social media works. Like that's how we've gotten to where we are right now. So I love it for that. But at the same time, seeing like what it takes out of people. It's a double-edged sword for sure. And I think that's super interesting too, because I think Donovan has watched more so me cope with having to do TikTok and only has just started to really incorporate themselves into the videos. Mm -hmm. Like, but I will say from the person who was coping with having to post all the time and not handling it, maybe the best always, like not always necessarily making positive content when I was not feeling positive, but that's, I feel like the cool part of it is you really get to be with artists on their journey as they're experiencing it. It's very real, especially people like me who'd like, I used to draft up a bunch of stuff and just have like a cue to post, but you know, as trends come up and as you respond to videos, you kind of find a way to do it as you're going. And so a lot of our content where I struggled before to be like, what should I even be making? Like there was no shows we were playing. There was no events really. We had this one song out and like, we were still trying to get people on to like our personalities versus now we're like, we have a song out, we're signed. We're playing shows, you know, possibly touring in the future. Who's to say like putting music videos out in the world, there's a lot more to do. And there's a lot more ways to make content that people realize because you can still experience all these things and still find a way to show that you're experiencing them without taking away from those things. Mm -hmm. It's just about finding healthy balance, if that makes sense. And I'm a hypocrite and I'm the first one to say it's horrible and it's draining and it's exhausting. I think Donovan has their opinions on these things because 
Donovan was watching me go through really dark periods of time where I was struggling to come across as a sincere person and also a real artist and not just be a TikTok artist or an internet band. But I think it's all about balance and making stuff that you would want to watch. Like that's something I struggled with for a long time was like, I didn't feel like the content I was making was good. People would be like, I see you everywhere. And I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Which like, I still say that because I think it's funny, but you know, it was more like, I didn't like what I was putting out in the world. And I think that's evident. People can see that you're kind of being forced to do something. Whereas if you're doing something that excites you and makes you feel fun and creative. And like, I watch videos that we make and I crack up while I'm editing them because I'm like, that's so funny. You know what I mean? I do the same thing. You're not enjoying what you're making. (laughs) Don't make it. Cause people nowadays, especially can read through the act of like a promotional thing and it being just something to connect with people. Cause not every post I think is about blowing up as much as it's about connecting with your audience that's already there and in hopes that maybe it'll reach new people. So one thing that I want to uh, commend you guys on is again, seeing, following you guys for so long and everything is in every single one of your TikToks and the way that you run your page and everything is your page is so genuine. Like you guys aren't doing all of these crazy things are just doing the trends of just doing the trends for the views. You're taking those trends and you're making them apparent to you and what you're doing versus just being like, Oh, I'm going to use the sound and do what everybody else is doing because it's the trend. You're like, no, I'm going to take this and do it, but I'm also going to relate it to what honey revenge is doing right now. And I feel like that's a huge thing that a lot of other artists need to do as well, because it keeps you genuine. It keeps you apparent, but it also makes people pay attention to you more because it's like, okay, I don't have to follow the mold of every other social media thing. They're taking it and they're doing it that relates to them versus just doing it to do it. So I feel like that's a huge thing that a lot of people should discover more. And that's one thing that Arrow said too, because we asked them like the same, the same question because they've had a lot of success on TikTok. And the one thing that Vic said was, we just, we put out what we want to put out at the end of the day, if it makes us happy and it's great, that's great. We're saying ourselves, we're not just doing things to get views. We're just being ourselves and it's working. And you guys are doing the same thing. And that's something that a lot of people don't discover very quickly or work to their advantage. And you guys do it so well. So well. I appreciate it. I'm glad it comes off genuine. I think what I struggle with more than anything is I'm kind of a loud, outroverted, extroverted, whatever the word is, like person. And I'm kind of high energy and I come in kind of hot and I don't always rub people the right way. And so I worry sometimes people think it's an internet personality when in reality, that is exactly how I am most of the time. I'm just capturing it on camera. Like that's what I worry about is people taking it as disingenuine, disingenuous. Words aren't real. Um, Not being sincere. You know what I mean? But like if anything, like it's too sincere. Like if anything, maybe I should reel it in sometimes. (laughs) Right. Now, another question, another thing we love to talk about, um, because we, we do, we talked about this before that uh, major congratulations are in order because you guys did get signed. That is amazing. But I feel like this would be a great thing to ask you guys, because you guys have been on both ends of kind of both ends of the spectrum, but How do you feel social media plays with like you guys being an independent artist versus having a label? Do you think social media makes it easier for you guys as an independent artist to reach more things and have more of the success? Or do you still think that record labels like bigger labels and things like that are much more apparent 
for an artist right now. What do you think? Come back to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I saw you pondering. Um, I think it's such a crazy world right now with artists because so many artists I've seen get signed don't necessarily have live experience, cannot sell out rooms. Like they get the streams, but they cannot get, pull people to the show. They are super awkward. Like they don't actually have the people skills, which like people don't realize is not necessarily a hundred percent required all the time. Like you can be a little more introverted and be an artist without a doubt, but it really helps to feel comfortable in those situations where you're getting asked questions by new people um, and meeting new people on a regular basis. And it only helps your career to meet people and go out to shows and network and build those relationships. I think being active on social media is hard. It's hard to really look at yourself in the mirror and come to that realization of how much it's going to help you, whether it's TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, whatever your forum is, whatever it is where you thrive. But like, if you can do it for yourself and for your band, everyone else will follow. Like people want to see that you care before they want to see that you're dying to make people care. Like they want to see that you care and you're going to care whether people are watching or not. That's it's like you said, the being genuine thing is so important because like people can read through it. Like you look at that song, A, B, C, D, E, F, U by Gail, like people immediately found out that that was a stunt. You know what I mean? And I think it's a cool song, whether it's a stunt or not, but people can tell and people are looking and people are watching. And if you're doing it for you, everyone will follow suit. Like you were saying, like we started independent for us personally, it was not sustainable for what we want to be doing in the next year or two. Sure. We could continue to be independent, but we do not have the funds. We both work regular old service jobs. You know what I mean? Like if we want to move forward in the way and at the speed at which we want to be propelling forward, we need that extra help from people that have experience. Mm -hmm. The owner of our label, Bob Becker, he's awesome. Shout out, Bob. He started fearless records. He was the founder of fearless records. So he has this experience and his now fire is in supporting new artists and younger bands and such. Whereas before he has like a great track record of uplifting artists with a fan base. And I think it's really admirable that he's taking that experience from maybe not a major label, but a bigger label in the scene and using it to help smaller bands. And, you know, for us, we didn't always have this TikTok grind. It took us six months, but there's bands like Arrows where like they're independent and they're killing it. Like there are ways to do it. It's just what works for every person, you know? Sorry, I live by a fire station. If you hear a fire <laughs> truck or a plane, it's because I live by an airport and a fire station. I totally didn't even hear it until you just pointed it out. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I can never tell how loud that stuff is. But yeah, I feel like it's different for everyone. And I there's pros and cons, just like there are in any situation in any industry. Social media is in every industry now, is the bottom line, is every brand, company, corporation, has a massive social media team that is making a lot of money. And a lot of the time it shouldn't even be a job because it's very user-friendly to learn Mm -hmm. how to do these things. We have friends like Patrick who make their living off of creating content for people. And I am the first to say it's a lot easier than it looks. And I used to fight it. So. Uh, I'm really glad you brought that up and that whole aspect between the independent versus label type of thing, because that's a very valid point of if you can be independent and do it, that's great. But for where you guys want to go and what you like, what you want to do, having the label is going to help you get there. So it's all situational based. So I feel like that's a great message for all artists to see. It's like, Hey, having one way or the other, there's no real right or wrong answer. It's just depending on where you as artists want to go next 
and how you're going to get there. So I feel like that's a, that's a huge message to send out to artists. And that's, I never thought of it that way until you brought it up. So now I've, my gears are grinding and I'm like, that's a valid point though. Cause like social media is great, but not everybody can have major success on social media to get to the next, to the next point when they can have somebody else there to kind of help get over that one milestone. Because I think that's the thing that a lot of other people forget with social media is you guys are people as well. And that's a huge thing. Cause like you said, you guys have day jobs, like you have regular jobs and things that you do. So it's like, you're still people at the end of the day. And I feel like that's something that social media allows us to miss a little bit, but I'm so proud of you guys. Like I, I can't say it enough how proud I am just seeing where you guys have been. And then not only that, but you've got a brand new single that's coming out or well, by the time this comes out, it'll already be out. out. It'll be out called ride. Yes. So talk to, talk to us about ride a little bit. Granted, we haven't listened to it yet. We're going to do a blind react to it, but give us kind of the rundown on ride. Cause we've got miss me, which is about bullshit friendships. Friendship, my favorite my favorite yeah. really because uh, i experience it so i'm just like yeah do you know how many times i blast that in my car and i scream the chorus especially after work like it's so therapeutic not even yeah. gonna lie i totally relate to it so it's definitely my favorite oh yeah and then distracted shitty relationship that you came out of so then talk to us about ride i'm really curious to see where we're going with ride I feel bad hogging the mic and talking so much. Um, <laughs> I we'll make we'll make Ryan, Donovan talking a little bit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we've got some we've got some off the wall questions that will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think ride is something you know. I struggle also, just like disclaimer. I struggle with talking about what songs are about before, like getting to talk about it with people. What it means to them, I guess, is what I'm getting to is. If you talk too much about the meaning of a song, sometimes I fear it ruins the meaning for someone else if it meant something different to them because music is up for interpretation. With that being said, it does have a meaning for me, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, It's more about like an interpersonal relationship. A lot of my songs that I write are about like things I'm experiencing, but I know Donovan wouldn't work on them if they didn't feel relatable, you know, to a degree. Like you have to be passionate about what you're doing. So I always show Donovan and Donovan will be like, I like those lyrics a lot, you know, and it really helps push it forward if Donovan is passionate about what we're working on. But for me, Ride is very personal relationship with myself and my career and my goals and kind of something I struggle with, which is having patience for the process. Um, I talk a lot about that in the songs that we're working on in this time that I'm living is just it, it happens. Like it will happen. Like we did not expect to get signed when we did. It was always the goal. Like the goal was to have like a deal by this point and have labels at least interested at a certain point. And it happened quicker than we thought, but you're still surprised because you want to manifest something and you want to hope for something. But a lot of the time the world is not always so kind. So it's shocking. And I think for me, it's about how I watched a lot of, it's the beginning of a topic I talk about a lot, which I think is like watching your friends that you're so proud of succeed and they deserve it, but also being like, not in a bad way, it doesn't take away from the success of your people you love, but being like, when is it my turn? How much longer do I have to wait? You know, it's, we talk about this year being one long day. It just feels like it's never ending. Like 
same thing over and over. Um, and it was at a dark point in my life. I was in another, I was in a band that didn't make it through the pandemic. And that was like kind of the beginning of the Honey Revenge coming to life. And I wrote the song at a point where like members were leaving and you know, I, for considering how things were going, I thought I was handling it relatively well at that point, at least I thought like, oh, some of this bad stuff is happening, but there's also all this good stuff. And I'm looking on the bright side and I'm in it for the ride. It's kind of like a play on words where like, you know, I'm in it, even if it sucks sometimes. And like, I'm, I'm very centered and I'm going to figure it out, but it's not always that it's going to be figured out in the moment. It's kind of like, you know, it's going to be figured out eventually, but you kind of have to like tell yourself that at first and coach yourself through those situations. I think a lot of people, musicians or not, can relate to that because everyone goes through just rough patches that you don't always know why they're happening, but eventually it makes sense. And it's weird because it does not feel like it makes sense in the moment until you're on the other side of it is I guess how I would go about it. Um, I definitely wrote it with the intention of us being big enough that one day we can play a show where I could crowd surf on a boogie board. Like I'd love to be able to crowd surf. I like wrote it with like a ride in mind of like riding the crowd. So that's like the long-term <laughs> so <goal>. Awesome. <laughs> when I sat down to write it, I was like, what's a song that I could write so that I could eventually crowd surf on a boogie board? Like that's literally, I wish I had another reason. Like obviously it has its deep meaning, but the intention <laughs> and the birth of the song was purely just fun and chaos. So that's so dope. That's so awesome. <laughs> um, now, before we get into some of our more off the wall personality type questions and things like that, um, I want to get kind of feedback from both of you. So we've done a lot of interviews. Like we're we're actually getting ready to hit our six months as far as oh the podcast Ooh, is concerned. Thank you. And it's been a wild ride for us as well over the past six months. Um, but one thing that's been kind of a common trend, and I'm sure Brittany and Autumn can confirm me on this is when we talk to a lot of our artists of like female fronted ones, or even just like up and coming ones in general, when we ask about like, Hey, like who are your influences or who are you listening to? And things like that, a good, like 60, 70% of them say honey revenge. Like, no, I'm dead serious. No. We have two songs out. (laughs) But do you like so many people have come in our interviews and been like, like, you know, like I'm in love with Honey Revenge and like what they're doing, what they're bringing and just like the energy that you guys have and what you're doing. So like for uh, how do you guys feel when people are like, yeah, you guys have influenced us to be this or you play a role in this or I'm super inspired by Honey Revenge. Um, Like that's crazy. I don't even know how to respond to that. I guess we kind of just started to experience that effect recently. Mm-hmm. We went to, I'll let Donovan talk about it a little bit since it's not all me talking, but we went to Sad Summer in Anaheim and, you know, I just have been going to shows my entire life. I know Donovan too, like since we could pretty much afford to go to concerts, we've been going to concerts and I've just always lived in Southern California and gone to festivals out there. And I've been in bands and I've been recognized before, but it was like, never like this, like ever in my life like people coming up to us multiple times taking pictures with us I felt so bad I was so tired and sweaty and like out of it (laughs) for so much of it and like people coming up and saying the kindest things and like I was crying I was like so tired and emotional I was like please but I don't know if you want to go off because you're a little bit younger than me so it's I know it's a lot for you to take in sometimes because I have some experience with it but Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I guess for me, like I've been in bands before, but I never was in a band that had any type of success, I guess. Like we played shows, that was about it. (laughs) So I'm still very much like a fan. Like I go to shows often. I just want to be a part of the music, be a part of the energy. And now Sad Summer was just like, a brain fuck because we got there and people were like hey i know you from the internet i i like the stuff you do I'm like what the fuck no you don't i'm, I'm like, look at them state champ is playing dude don't no you don't <laughs> so oh i love that real. it's really weird <clears throat> well like i said when you we've had so many people come on our show and talk about just like talk about you guys and what you're doing and your music and like how much you've inspired them or helped them and things like that. And I was going to say, but by your reactions, I can tell that you either didn't realize it or you're just still like, nah, there's no way, but Uh, it's a thing. Surreal. Very surreal. Crazy. I feel like I can't imagine anyone that I know that would say that. So that's nuts. Well, it doesn't have to be everybody, you know, there's a whole bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, you guys are making waves. Like you guys are making waves and you are, you're front runners in a lot of this right now. Like your success and everything, especially after Distracted has really put you guys on a lot of people's radar for good reason, obviously. And we also play you guys on our emo nights every single Wednesday that we do. So oh, we've been wow. playing, we've been playing Miss Me since our very first one that we had back in February. We play it on all kinds of stuff that we have and anything that we do. And then, of course, we added Distracted when you guys released that, too. So a lot of people were like, oh, I love Honey Revenge. Like, you you guys are kind of the underdog, but you're still very much in the forefront of a lot of that. So take that and run with it or put it in your back pocket, whichever way you want to do. <laughs> but, Devin, you mentioned you were older than Donovan, right? Yeah. Okay, but like like a lot or a little bit? I don't know the exact months, but Donnie just turned 20 like two or three weeks ago. And I, yeah, just broke out of their teens. Baby. <laughs> I know. What? Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Baby emo. I'm just sitting here thinking like how how that must add like to how wild this is like why it blows your mind so much because you're such a baby (laughs) (laughs) and big things are happening that's awesome oh my god that's great (laughs) I love it I'm like I I could have swore that you were like maybe 24 (laughs) <laughs> not I'm saying you look old no, or anything saying, like, you look old but like like i'm calling 24 old i'm 31 jesus christ like like i just oh wow that just makes this even more like mind-blowing for me like i can't you words right now oh my god <laughs> me too that's how i feel like every I, moment of every day i can understand a little bit more now <laughs> So uh, we're going to dive into some of these icebreaker questions. Um, But the reason why I asked the age thing is because I was going to ask the question of whether or not both of you, or at least one of you had MySpace back in the day or know what it is. Definitely not Donovan. Donovan Donovan was born post 9-11. 
I remember where I was line 11. Damn it. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, no. Um, okay, but do you at least know what MySpace is? Yes, I think I was very shortly after MySpace ended. I was very on Facebook and I feel like Facebook took over MySpace. Mm-hmm. It did. So the one thing, the one big thing about MySpace was um, obviously you had like your top eight, which was like mm. your top eight friends. We all got in fights about our top eight, all these different random designs and stuff. But your profile song on MySpace was always like your personality. Didn't care what else you had on a, on your MySpace page. You always had a profile song and that told everybody everything they ever needed to know about you. A question we love to ask is if you had MySpace today, what would your profile song be? Cannot be a Honey Revenge song. Honestly, probably Bubble Dream by Chan. That's a good one. Okay. That one feel, it sounds how I feel in my brain. <laughs> Valid. Valid. Okay. okay. I'm following. All right. <laughs> I think, I mean, my go-to, I say all the time, and I'm sure people that have kept up with us at all on anything, if they were to watch this, they'd know what I would say, which is see-through by the band Camino, because I have one personality trait, and it is loving that song. Um, <laughs> But I think if I were to not do that, because I always do that, such a good question. I might say watching all your friends get rich by the home team. So when you were talking about, when you were talking about ride and the whole vibe of like seeing all your friends, like all these things are happening for your friends and you're just still kind of like, when's it going to be my turn? my mind immediately went to watching all your friends get rich. When that song came out, I was like, oh shit, they feel it too. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. And the home team's killing it right now too. Favorite band, oh, my, my favorite band, my favorite band. Oh my yeah. Band. Oh yeah. I, we had them on the show and it was so much fun. And I embarrassed I myself. thought she it's was going to like throw up when she found out they were going to. I wanted to. So she was like. I'm going to throw up, but I'm like, stop. It's fine. fine. (laughs) They're amazing, but stop. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Super, super good dudes. Super good dudes. Um, So again, we love talking about these icebreaker questions because again, they are not music related in the least bit, but they're great conversation questions. And this is where Donovan, we're going to have to get some more responses from you as well, because you each have to tell us something for these questions. Um, okay. <laughs> but, um, so we, in the beginning, when we first started these interviews six months ago, like we had like our first four or five artists that we had on the show, like afterwards we would always be like, Hey, you don't hate us. Right. Like the interview was great. Like we didn't do anything wrong. Right. Cause we're still like very new to this. And one of the bands we had on the show was like, yeah, it was great. You didn't ask us weird questions like in a previous interview. And they told us what those questions were. Normal people would take that and be like, yeah, we don't ask those questions in interviews. How, see, you know where this is going, don't you? <laughs> However, <laughs> we took one of those questions because it's made for some of the best responses. And I'm going to let you answer this before I tell you how Patrick responded to this question. Oh, good. <laughs> but Brittany, do you want to take this one? 
Sure. If you could be any sandwich, which sandwich would you be and why? I'd be an eggplant parm. Ooh. <laughs> Good call. With extra aioli. Extra. Ooh. I told, I, we go to this pizza spot. Shout out Delicious Pizza um, in Hollywood that I used to work at back when I was still in college. And I was a pizza girl. And they make the most amazing eggplant parm with aioli. And it comes with a little salad made with arugula, which is my favorite leafy green. So good. And now I want one. Now I'm hungry. So thanks for that. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, delicious pizza is owned by Delicious Vinyl, which is like a record label. They made like hip hop music back in the day. They were where a tribe called Quest was signed to. So it was very cool. Very good vibes. Like listen to some good old fashioned hip hop, eating some good old fashioned eggplant parm. Your turn. Oh, that sounds so good. I, I need to preface my response. Uh-oh. No, don't you, don't, <laughs> you dare, don't you dare say an oatmeal sandwich or I swear to God. What? Not the oatmeal sandwich. <laughs> you uh, can I was going to preface it and say, hey, y'all, don't judge me. This is kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> you kind of took that away from me. <laughs> so hear me, oh, out, no. hear me out. You're, you wake up bright and early in the morning. You're like, man, I'm kind of hungry. I wonder what would feel good in my tummy, right? Naturally, maple and brown sugar oatmeal. Because it, it just warms your soul. You know, it makes you feel better. Yeah, yeah. So you take that. Where does it go wrong? You, you, go wrong? Where did it go right? <laughs> <laughs> you get the cinnamon in there. You mix it up, make your oatmeal, you know, you cook it. And then where the fun part comes in, scoop it up, throw it on some bread, spread it out. <laughs> take another piece of bread. Disgusting. I feel like so much judgment. <laughs> no, no. But wouldn't it? Uh, I can almost see that happening if it was on toast. That's what we, someone in the, we were on TikTok <laughs> and they said French toast, that'd be fire. Okay. I Look, I could, French toast, yes, I could see it. But like, just bread that, dog, no. Soggy bread, would, no. Would that not make it like super soggy? Well, surprisingly, no. I, I thought it would too, but it also might be because I like use a little bit less liquid than it tells me to, because I like it. Oh, yeah. But are, okay, are you using white I do bread? that too. <laughs> Word. Are we using what? Are you using white bread or using like rye or? It's like whatever rye. in the house. <laughs> okay. I, say, I don't think rye would be very good with me. an oatmeal sandwich. Like I'm, I'm really stuck on this oatmeal sandwich thing because that's, I, how did you even come up with that? Do you want me to answer that question? I don't <laughs> double know. The carbs, just double the carbs, like basically bread on bread. It's bread on bread on bread. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That is exactly yeah. what the idea was. Honestly, <laughs> I was thinking, what's something that'll be sweet, that'll taste good, won't take me too long to eat, and will keep me good for a while? Yeah, I think that would definitely keep you good for a while. <laughs> yeah. You would never want to eat cool. again. Why would you eat that? You would never want to eat right. it again. You'd be like, God, my taste buds fell off. <laughs> Staying on this trend, could we, but can we imagine putting that on French toast 
that then putting like syrup on top that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying but that makes that takes away from it being healthy and oatmeal i it's it's so bizarre to me dude i I mean yes but i mean i could see on regular bread toasted like not even french bread like i can get behind it but i need it on something crispy not okay but what if you okay but then what if you did it like between two waffles that's fire and that would also take less time too like you're literally just popping some or even while you're making while you're making the no you gotta the whole point was to not take a lot of time so i think the waffle thing would work with that so will the pancakes they have pancakes you can put in the toaster they do to warm yeah, them up. Put them yeah. in the microwave, not the toaster. I, don't I put mine in the toaster. You ain't supposed to. You're Who not? said? I don't think so. He's putting oatmeal on bread. Why can't I put my pancakes <laughs> in the toaster? <laughs> <laughs> Wait <True>. a minute. <laughs> I don't think how you're supposed to cook it. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. So we asked we asked Patrick that question, oh, and no. he said this whole like crisis of why he would be a sandwich and he wouldn't want to be a sandwich but he wouldn't be something disgusting because he wouldn't want somebody to eat him (laughs) (laughs) that was so funny 10 minute argument and i was like i can't i can't even blame you didn't you post that clip on like tiktok or i did instagram okay because i wasn't in that one but i do remember like that conversation because then he said he would have to go to the doctor and and like try and figure out why he's a sandwich and how to stop himself from molding (laughs) (laughs) he's asking the the deepest questions are you wearing golden girls socks yes what my god that's amazing that's perfect yeah Oh my ah, god! I love them. That's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> and they said no free feet. They weren't talking about Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too late now. Do your worst. <laughs> At least, like, PO box some change or something. Yeah, word. My cash app. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so another debate we have in every single one of our interviews. Um, I'm usually outnumbered, but peanut butter and jelly. Thinking of the concept of peanut butter and jelly. Are we grape jelly or are we strawberry jelly? Grape. Purple. Yes. Yes. (laughs) For sure. I'm not too picky. I mean, honestly, jelly is jelly. I consider strawberry jelly to be jam also i was under the impression that strawberry could not be jelly but that strawberry was jam wait why can strawberry not be jelly? Not wrong i don't know i've never heard someone be like strawberry jelly i've always heard strawberry jam what is the difference between a jam and a jam <laughs> to jam or to jelly that is the question jam i think is thicker and it has really i would think the opposite i would think jelly was thicker I jam? think because jam you like scoop out of like jars. Yeah, well, like jam I mean, jelly you do too, but they also have the squeezies, the squeezy jam. Thing. I that think that just flaws your argument, Brittany. Pieces I know of I just... the fruit in it, where the jelly is like strained and just the okay, yeah, of it. That makes so that would make sense because strawberry jelly has like 
you definitely when you're eating strawberry jelly have the crunch of the seed still in the jelly yeah you can see it like if you spread it you can absolutely see it but not with grape which is why grape is superior yeah just saying <laughs> they must like de-skin the grapes before they smush them <laughs> de -skin skin the grapes. i'm a skinned grape <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, they just freeze them and then blend them because then the skin wouldn't matter. It would still be in there. Sometimes I think it would be better if I never learned to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm like, why did I say that? Why did you say that? <laughs> you used your outside voice, but you weren't wrong. <laughs> you have more than one setting on your voice? How do you <laughs> you don't know that you have like your inside voice and your outside voice? <laughs> I remember once One I tried to whisper something to my friend. She's like, I've never heard you whisper before. <laughs> She's like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I'm the one you don't want on speakerphone. Word. I'm not Patrick either. Patrick puts everyone on speaker. Patrick will put everyone on speaker and not <laughs> warn them. But they're on speaker. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, no. Bastard. He also, I did not realize how much of a love and obsession he has with the Jonas Brothers. Stop. Oh, that's no. That's his favorite band. <laughs> that's his favorite band. If you ask, like, I remember because, like, when I first became friends with him and his girlfriend, I was like, who is your favorite band? Like, if you, if someone asked you. And I really thought he was going to say someone else, but he said the Jonas Brothers. And ever since. He has the freaking Rolling Stone cover framed. <laughs> 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 he showed us in the interview <laughs> yeah i think he just has stuff in his house he doesn't necessarily know why it's there <laughs> I think it, the I thought, man has like 13 tvs in his living room so i wouldn't put it past him to have all of the random stuff okay i saw the tiktok about that why are there so many tvs that's for us to know and you to never find out <laughs> got it got and it i wish no, I, I wish i knew because there's actually no reason. He's just an insane person. But that's why we're friends, because I'm also an insane person. You guys match energies on different levels. That's literally like, Patrick introduces us to people. He'll be like, that's my girlfriend, Michaela, and that's her girlfriend, Devin. And I'm just there. <laughs> like, I'm then just you just kind of agree and go with it. Like, I just yeah. tell her how pretty she looks and how Patrick does not deserve her. And that's pretty much how it goes. Sounds about right. Sounds yeah. about right. He's like, he's like, you're right. I know. I prove myself every day. He, at least he's aware. <laughs> he's like, he knows. He knows the shortcomings. You got to be there to pick it back up. It's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, another question that we love to ask is if you guys woke up tomorrow and realized that you were a dragon, what's the first thing you would do? <laughs> fly. I just want to know how, how it feels to fly. I might lay an egg also because I'm curious. <laughs> I've never had that one before. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Did you feed it an oatmeal sandwich too? <laughs> Maybe then we can toast it. <laughs> <laughs> Commit arson. That's what uh, I do. Going the hunt for my donkey. Oh. <laughs> There it is, the Shrek reference. Shrek lore. <laughs> Shrek, 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 Shrek. Oh my goodness. Um, another, like, another segment that we have in our interviews is um, between the two of you, we love to do who is most likely to. 
okay. of the two of you. We've got. We should point to each other and see. We should like live react. <laughs> so we'll point either to ourselves or to the other. Do you have like a barrier you could put between the two of you? <laughs> yes, do it. All right, cool. And then make sure your hands are above the pillow so you can. <laughs> All right. There you go. Oh yeah. Oh no. We didn't think that one through. (laughs) Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Oh, close our eyes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're we're gonna go in different order. So I'll go first, then Autumn, then Brittany. Okay. 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 Who is most likely to back you up in an argument if you were wrong? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Autumn. Who is most likely to forget to return a borrowed item? <laughs> okay. Um, who is most likely to fla- uh, face plant in front of a crowd? <laughs> All right, let's, let's get conjecture and then we'll go to the next one. Oh my god. That's great. <laughs> Who is most likely to mishear song lyrics? To what? Mishear song lyrics. Okay. Autumn. Who is most likely to be on a reality TV show? Okay. Actually. Okay. okay yeah uh who is most likely to pick up in the middle of the night if the other calls okay (laughs) who is most likely to be blocked by a celebrity on social media most likely to turn their house into a haunted house for Halloween. Okay. Okay. And the last one, right? Yep. Is who is most likely to scream in the middle of a horror movie? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So do you want, do you guys want to know how you did? How many of them were we on the same page for most of them? All of them except for two. Okay. Ah, and so- it was the two two of the questions I asked. The scream in the middle of a horror movie and the face plant. You guys both picked yourselves. Really? But <laughs> everybody, all the other ones, you were right on it. Like You guys yeah. were right on the money. <laughs> Even for the, the whole haunted house one, I feel so like hard. haunted house, we both probably went. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Donovan went straight to you. I mean, you have Halloween tattoos on your arm. <laughs> like, come on. So, I mean, I have one too. Whoa. We both love Halloween though. So I kind of thought I would put the effort in. Donovan would definitely have the idea and then I would probably execute it. Mm-hmm. Team effort. Perfect. Yeah. Team effort. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. That's why we were laughing so hard because you guys were literally on it. We were like, okay. <laughs> you were you were right on it. Which would be great. So we'll, just to, super well. we'll just have to drop this entire segment as its own piece. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then go from there. Um, but talk to us about um, or well, wait, Autumn, do you want to take your other food question real quick? We've already we've already got halfway there. Yeah, right? I mean, 
I, what is a food combination, or should I say another food combination that you love that most people find weird? First of all, I'm offended. (laughs) (laughs) Also, second of all, I feel like I need to put out another preface. Don't judge me. Uh (laughs) Okay, no judgment. (laughs) Dorito casserole. What is that? What's a Dorito casserole? They so they make in the swamp. Grandma made in the swamp in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, take some like a family sized pack of Doritos. You just like beat it up until it's like all dust or like crunchy, like crumbly bits. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Line out your casserole pan. Uh, you got to get like some pulled chicken. Uh, you get that in there. Some cream of mushroom soup. Uh, some diced tomatoes. Uh, whatever seasonings you prefer. Uh, and then there's another thing that I'm missing. I forget what it is. Uh, but then you just put another layer of the Dorito dust and then a shit ton of cheese. That sounds amazing. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. It just Honestly, looks- it's really good. It's better than I thought it would be. I mean, I've coated like chicken tenders. Like I've made chicken tenders that were breaded in Doritos. Mm. Yeah, but do the sweet and spicy chili ones. Oh, those are the best. So what you do is you get like your chicken tenders coated in barbecue sauce, not egg, barbecue sauce. Then, then shake it in a bag of crushed up sweet and spicy chili Doritos and then like bake it. Chef's kiss. Shut your mouth right now. I'm going to go to the grocery store and we're done with this. Amazing. (laughs) My God. Um, this is less of like something you eat together, more of like a drink and food combo that I really like. Like this is like kind of like my gas station go-to. Um, you know, in Chex Mix, the ride chip, the like brown big yeah. one. That's yeah. my favorite one. So they're by the corner store by my apartment, they do bags of only those. So just the ride chip with the Martinelli's apple juice, the little circle one. I think the one, you're one of the really sounds like an apple when you bite it. Mm-hmm. I think you're one of the only people I've ever like talked to or met that likes the like the burnt piece in Chex Mix. That's so wild to me. Everyone I know, know I love that too. Month. Yeah. I'm like, I, I like everything in the Chex Mix though, but those are, I love those. What do you mean? I just don't like snacks much in general, so it's really rare that I find a snack that I actually eat like on a regular basis. Like I'm like a cereal kid like I love cereal like that's my go-to like we're gonna go to the grocery store after this and I can get cereal and then have cereal tonight like mm. I'm also a I love cereal kid. nights my kids love it too they're like okay cereal okay. kids <laughs> yeah Not she's got that. two no no I have two kids what two human wow. children, human children. <laughs> whoa two children. yeah I'm 32 almost how old are your kids? Uh, my son just turned eight, and my daughter turns five in one week. Baby, Aww. happy yeah. birthday! Yeah, thanks. I <laughs> love it. Oh, I my, just have five so, cats. My kids oh, are eight and ten, and my daughter was crying about being eight today. She didn't want to be eight; she wanted to be oh, seven. Two, two. But she's been eight for half a year now, and it's just catching up to her. 
I'm telling you, I feel her on a whole. Oh, I, I feel it too. She had tears coming and everything. She's like, I don't want to be eight. I want to be Same. seven. I'm like, honey, in half a year, you're going to be nine. She's like, stop. <laughs> I, had, like, I had a whole crisis like that, except it was way more deep. It was like, I was, I mean, you know, I'm just deep like that. No, I'm kidding. Um, it was like, oh, we're all going to die. Like everyone's going to die at some point. And I like went to my mom's room. I'm like, I don't want to get older. I don't want to get older. I don't want to die. You're going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> I think we all kind of go through that crisis at yes. least once. Well, yeah. I was in my 20s, I was like, oh, I don't want to get old. And then now I'm in my 30s and I'm like, I, can we stop? Just stop right <laughs> I just here. Want to stop. Just be done. It's kind of gross because um, I'll be 36 next month. And I really thought that like people in their mid-30s had their shit together no <laughs> not true no like, they, they look like adults to me and i'm just sitting here like what is wrong with me i'm still a child <laughs> i'm an adult are you kidding me <laughs> you guys are really making this comforting for me to know I'm just gonna keep going this is what you yeah. have to look forward you to still be cool in your 30s it's awesome <laughs> right <laughs> that does make it great. It was never a face. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so Sorry, I, couldn't, I couldn't hear you. Let me move my bang. <laughs> Pretty much. I need to put my hearing aids in. Um. Uh. So talk to us. We've talked about it a little bit, but officially, talk to us about what's next for Honey Revenge. Um. Lots. <laughs> lots. Um, that you're allowed to tell us. First, let me preface well, honestly, that. we don't know right now at this point in time and who's to say by the time this is out, you know, we are signed to a label, which was the goal. And it's crazy to mm-hmm. think that we did that. It's amazing. Um, we're in, we just got new management, which is really awesome. Um, and so we're in the process of finding a booking agent. Um, the goal is to put out a little more music because I think it's kind of hard to tour when you don't have a ton of music out. Like it's hard for people to know the words to something that's not in the world. Um, by this time that this is out, it'll we'll have three songs. I feel like that's a good amount. Hopefully we'll have a couple shows outside of California booked and ready to play. We'd love to tour. Um, it's just really expensive living on the West Coast because everything is a lot more spread apart than on the East Coast or in the Midwest. Um, the goal is to maybe do some Arizona, maybe some Texas, maybe some Nevada, you know, like things that are bordering close. Um, yeah, I want to tour so bad. I will tour with anyone at this point. I just want to tour. <laughs> um, I'm so ready to go see the world. That's kind of the goal is to just take it to new places. And I think the other goal is an EP by next year. Oh, so you were talking about that in your live too, weren't you? Yes. Um, yeah. So the EP, we also like have a name, like the name's all picked out. Everything's picked out. It's all set. It's just making it a go. We're in studio sessions. So hopefully, but I mean, by the point that this is out, hopefully we'll have another song either coming out or already out in addition to the three that will be out at this point. Um, point, 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 this point, that point. But yeah, I don't know what's... <laughs> What's your long term? What's the maybe the next year? The next year, I want to be on the road a bunch. I think the UK would be a lot of fun. Yes, I, I think that's big goal. Twenty twenty three. Europe, I could see it. Download would be cool. Download, I heard was Rock mess. And park. I want to do slam dunk. 
I think that that yeah. was the goal slam dunk. Oh, that yes, that looked amazing. Dude, I want to do that festival in Australia that they do in a castle. What are you talking about, Bestie? I think Polaris just headlined it last year. Do you think we fit that by? <laughs> we'll find out. Donovan's like, yes. Absolutely. Huge spiders that are like as big as your head, if not bigger. Oh. <laughs> Did you know that Australia has a bird that has a swooping season? We're just like at oh, some they point, the they just swoop down and hit people in the head. No. <laughs> Knowing my and luck, I would be a target. Add that to the chaos of Australia. I mean, it looks beautiful there, but like, yeah. No, thank you. you. Got like, huge spiders. Season? I have hard kids. Put your helmet on. It's swooping season. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Make sure you wear sunglasses. It'll poke you in the eye. Like, oh my right? God. Whoop! There it is. Oh. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> um, so we have reached uh, kind of the hour mark as far as the inter- uh, the internet, the interview, <laughs> and everything is concerned. I've been good up until this point. <laughs> um, so a way that we love to wind down from our interviews and everything is um, a question we love to close out with is, if you guys could give your younger self any advice, or if you could tell your younger self anything, what would that be? Donovan doesn't have a younger self. I was going to say, Donovan, within the last two years, what are, what are some things you would change or tell yourself? We were just talking about this. This is funny because we were just talking about two years ago because Donovan and I met almost two years ago today, almost um, like around this time, two years ago. Uh, you mm-hmm. go first. What would you Just about anything, right? What will we tell our younger yeah. self? Yeah. Yep. It's okay to not be okay. <laughs> it's valid, it's though. Okay to Sorry sad. to laugh at that. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> trying to be sentimental. <laughs> no. So true. No, it's just it's yeah. so true. It is so true. It's like corny because it is true. That's like the biggest thing I have learned, though. Like in the past two years, like, everything's just starting now that we've been working that whole time so like there were little parts i felt like what's the point you know like we're grinding all this stuff out and no one's going to even know that we exist for another six months you know now look at you exactly but yeah you don't have to beat yourself up for being upset you know you can just exist and that's okay yeah i guess in a similar way but like it's gonna work out it's tough. Two years ago, I was in the trenches. Um, it was not good vibes. Uh, younger self. Yeah, it's all going to happen because it's all happening now. That's kind of where we're at is like exactly where I wanted to be two years ago. That's where we are now. And just manifesting works. Maybe that man, like keep just yeah. keep saying it's going to happen because if you keep saying it's going to happen, you're going to believe it and then it's going to happen. Can attest. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, like I, like I said, you guys are absolutely killing it right now. Again, seeing seeing where you guys have been in the past six months from where you were to where you are now is incredible. And it's been so amazing to watch and be a part of that ride, just seeing where you guys are. And it's so well-deserved with everything that you've got. You've got 
this brand new single coming out. You've got this record label that you've just been signed to. You've got all of these different things that are happening for you guys. And I, I can't tell you, and I'm sure Brittany and Autumn, same thing. We can't tell you just how proud we are of you guys. Again, from just watching it to where you are now and finally getting the chance to sit down and talk with you guys, like you guys are killing it and you guys are making a difference in all the different shape. You guys are inspiring people. You guys are allowing, like giving people the hope that they can do what they want to do. Like you guys are making huge waves right now and you need to be proud of yourselves too. Cause there's not a lot of people that can do that. And you guys do it so well. And again, I'm just glad that we got to be a part of an hour, like an hour of your story right now. So thank you guys for coming to hang out with us and being on our show. Having us. That's so nice. That's such a nice thing that you just said. Thank you. That's so sweet. We appreciate you guys giving us the time. Um, Mm-hmm. who knows what will be going on when this is out but we'll have to do something again when there's even more stuff to talk about oh yes i was gonna say well maybe yeah. we'll see where we are again in six months if you're not like like britney spears famous over here no. and then no. to bring it back in and be like hey can you give us like 15 minutes of your time so we can ask you the sandwich <laughs> question again you know <laughs> are you guys all over the country where are you guys at so we're on the East Coast. I'm in North Carolina. Brittany's in Maryland, and Autumn is in Pennsylvania. Wow. Well, there's lots of places for us to stop and run into you guys. Hopefully, heck yes, absolutely yes. And we also do. So, like, we want to get to the point where we sponsor our own tours. Like, that's that's our like three year plan. That's ultimately, because awesome. we're still new. So right now, instead of us sponsoring tours, we are actually going on our own elder emo tour and we are physically going out to like different parts of the country to see the bands we interact with so like we're going to florida in october to hang out with the music explosion that's happening in florida <laughs> like we're going yeah. to halloween horror nights without a time and stuff like that we're going to ohio at the beginning of next year and the west coast is on our radar as well so depending on well, where in the not- world Carmen San Diego is with you guys. Maybe we can make that happen. But well, here's the hope, and it's sooner rather than later. Absolutely. But again, you guys have been absolutely killing it. It's been great to watch, and we're excited to see where everything everything goes from here because it's it's only up from here, guys. Like again, you're killing it. But again, we want to thank you guys for coming to hang out with us and hanging out on our show and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been hanging out with Devin and Donovan of the absolutely incredible Honey Revenge. You can find them on all social media platforms. You can find them on TikTok, Instagram. You can find them on Spotify. You can find them on Apple Music. You can find them literally on any social media platform. I can tell you that right now. You can find them. (laughs) Please go find them, follow them, stream them, send them all of the love. And when you do, please tell them that the Elder Emo Hour sent you. Guys, thank you again for coming to hang out with us. We appreciate you guys. But we are the Elder Emo Hours, and this was Honey Revenge.